press the, the button. Boop. Beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, boop. I booped it. We're on. Let's, let's do it. We're All going. Right. All right. We're rocking. How are you? Rolling. I'm good. How are you? Uh, I, you don't care. No, I do. Oh, really? Yeah, tell me how you are. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. You're a liar. Yeah. You told me about an hour ago that you weren't, <laughs> you weren't good at all. <laughs> there was weeping and gnashing of teeth. Um. <laughs> that's for another day. That, that's, yeah, that's, that's the B-side. Yeah. All right, good. So, Internet, how are you doing? We're the Uncultured Saints. We're okay. Thanks for asking. That's, that's how the Internet sounds. That's how the Internet sounds. Yeah, it's awful. Uh, Pastor Goodman's on the other end there having a phenomenal day. And uh, I'm Pastor Eli over at uh, Wheat Ridge, Evangelical Luther Church in Wheat Ridge, Colorado. It's beautiful. It's hot. I bet it's hotter than it is in uh, San Antonio. Is it really? I don't know. It's 95 here today. Yeah, I think you might win. That's only 91. Ah, uh, see? Yeah, we win again. Texas. Get it together. The, the mountains win again. <laughs> did, you just, did you just skinnered me? No, I wasn't skinner. Who is that? Uh, doesn't matter at this point. I, it matters. All right. Me. I'm checking. <laughs> All right, so uh, blues, what are we doing Oh, no. You blues traveled me. I knew I knew it from somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, Blues Traveler. Yeah, that's a good '90s band, isn't it? I loved Blues Traveler. Yeah, they had that one, uh, that one great album, and nothing after that. Yeah, that live but, album was alright. Well, yeah, but live at Red Rocks, that was great. That's in Colorado too, folks. Yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Parable of the Ten Virgins. That's what we're doing today. Yes, sir. It's, uh, uh, it's from Matthew. Matthew 25, right? Yeah. Yes. All right. So I'm taking the lead on this, so that means you have to uh, read it. Go. Do it. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five wise. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them, but the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a cry, Here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps, And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, Since there will not be enough for us and for you, go rather to the dealers and buy for yourselves. And while they were going to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered, Truly I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore. For you know neither the day nor the hour. This is the word of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. <clears throat> hey, I got a question. Um, this isn't part of the podcast. Do you want me to uh, stop and try and uh, get the uh, microphone to work? Because right now it's just using the built-in. It was being a real turd muffin there for a second. <clears throat> <laughs> is turd muffin a thing? I say it all the time. Did did you have a did you have a bad muffin? Hang on, let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about the turd muffins. Yeah, like how that how how, how did that become a part? I don't think I don't think there's anything such as a a, a, a bad muffin. Had a muffin you're like I thought this was chocolate chip. <laughs> it's not. It's not. No. 
No, muffins are good, but that's funny, right? Maybe, uh, maybe turd muffin is uh, is the term that you can use when something uh, is supposed to be good, and then wait, was a turd muffin nowhere? supposed to be good? No, no, but a muffin like, is. Oh, right? okay, but but as soon as you add turds, it ruins it. Well, yeah, but you're not expecting a turd to be in a muffin. So then you're just like, oh, it's a muffin. This is going to be great. Oh, it's the worst thing ever. Partly because it was supposed to be a muffin. It could still be a muffin. It's just <laughs> more turds. Yeah. That's funny because it's junior high jokes. <laughs> so what's weird about this? We're jumping into what's weird about it already. Well, we, we've been... There's a- there's a lot that's weird about it. There, that's just it. The whole thing's weird. Like, that's why. It's just, there's not a normal part of this. Well, sure. Sure there is, right? Weddings, it's normal. Okay. Uh, invited yeah, guests, that's normal. Yeah. And that's why it makes the rest of it so weird. Okay. But before we jump into the weird part, how, how have you, and maybe, you know, we did this to begin with, with a lot of the parables, and then we kind of got off kilter on it. Maybe mm-hmm. we should have gotten back. I don't know. We're at the end now, so it doesn't matter. But what? Uh, how have you heard this parable before? Ooh, so so we can maybe do how not to do this. And, and well, no, listen, I don't want to say how not to do it because everything's subjective, you know. Just do it. Yes, of course, how not to do it. <laughs> you hurt my feelings. <laughs> no, All right, so. How have I, you heard this? I've heard really bad sermons that want to talk about the oil. Uh, because it seems, at least on the surface, like that's the distinction between the wise and the, the foolish virgins. The, the ones who uh, prepared themselves properly were ready for the day of the Lord. And the ones who did not prepare themselves properly were, were not prepared for the day of the Lord. So make sure you're prepared properly for the day of the Lord or else you will be left to hell. Also, Jesus loves you. <laughs> and that's, that's the sermon. Yeah, um, and, that's a good one. No, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, you're right. I and and I I don't want to do any spoilers yet. So, um, but you're right. I remember hearing this, and when you read it by yourself too, this is the logical conclusion, right? Even though the story doesn't maybe make sense, you can make out some sort of rational or logical thing that's going on here, right? Mm -hmm. So you can say, okay, obviously, you got wise, you got foolish. You got those who had oil, those who didn't. Okay, good. And so then you work backwards from there and you try and figure out uh, what everything is. Especially, not everything, you try and figure out what the oil is and what the lamp is. That's what you want to figure out. And that's and that's usually where the, the sermon kind of goes to, right? Right. Make sure you have enough oil. Now we go, okay, so pastor, what's... What's the oil? Okay, well, let's figure out what the oil is. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> There's this problem that starts with working backwards, though. Um, when you don't start with Jesus, uh, you don't know that you're necessarily going to back up into the right place. Like, that, the whole thing we've been doing through this whole second season of the podcast is looking for Jesus inside of the parables. And if you want to start with the oil that you have, um, you're already very far from the point. No. Uh, uh, yes. Absolutely. No, uh, yes. No, so uh, yes. Absolutely. Perhaps. Uh, unless, unless, you wanted, unless you wanted to say that, uh, what, the oil was Jesus, right? 
Uh, but that doesn't make any sense either. You can't you can't uh, you can't force that, right? The hey, foolish virgins, go buy yourself some more Jesus down in the marketplace, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so that doesn't work either. If 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 the oil's the important thing, but okay. So we're gonna we're gonna get to clarity. I think maybe probably not. But we usually don't. We usually don't. Why would we but start now? We're gonna get close to clarity. Okay. Uh, and now now this work forward because. We do have this. Um, we do have this beautiful parable that's being set up here, right? We've got these ten different virgins who are, all are invited to this wedding feast, and they're all going to go, right? And of course, you're all going to go to this wedding feast because you're invited to the wedding. There's nothing much else to do back in AD twenty-eight. I don't know. Right? Apparently, stores are open in the middle of the night. Well. <laughs> That's a weird thing, right? Go, go to the marketplace and find uh, find that Seven Eleven. Let's get your oil, because they're open twenty four seven. Yeah, that's strange. But you don't know if they come back with oil. You just they just come back, because hmm. maybe the oil isn't important. Maybe spoiler. Maybe we'll get there. Okay, but they're all invited. They're all uh, presumably happy and excited to go to this thing. Other, uh, otherwise, they wouldn't be there, right? I don't think this is an obligatory sort of thing. That's that's not how it's set up. This is this is a, a joyful event. Let's go. But immediately, we get the weird thing that happens, and the weird thing isn't uh, isn't the fact that they all bring uh, lamp and 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 oil. That makes sense. You're going to a, a, a wedding. You don't know how long you're going to be there. You're probably going to uh, dance the mashed potato till, uh, you know, <laughs> two in the morning. <laughs> so if you got to walk home uh, in, uh, in Jerusalem, yeah. right, uh, you're going to want a, a lamp yeah. to light yeah. your way. Can't so, so, sure. Yeah. So, okay. So it doesn't make, I mean, it makes sense that they bring that too. So that's fine. Whatever. Um what is what is the weird first weird thing that, well, that happens? Bridegroom is delayed until midnight. Okay, so yeah, they show up and the bridegroom isn't there, right? And so they show up and the the wedding's supposed to be going on and there's supposed to be a giant feast. The invitation said, you know, be there at five fifteen p.m. and there they are at five fifteen p.m. and nobody shows up, right? So they just sit and wait. Good. So, well, no, it is good. <clears throat> but they're sitting there, um, and they're waiting with yeah. invitation in hand. Right. Sitting there with a lamp in hand. Right. It's starting to get a little bit darker. Uh, evening's falling. Uh, the bridegroom still isn't there. So they trim their lamps, right? Mm-hmm. Which is what you do because it's dark out there. There's no street lights, And then they all fall asleep. So the falling asleep thing isn't bad either, right? Because they all fall asleep. I'm sleepy right now. I've heard, yeah, well. No, but I've, I've heard a sermon saying that that was, that was a bad thing too, right? They shouldn't have all fallen asleep. Five of them made amends. And it was, it was a pretty bad sermon. Okay. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, but I mean, this is actually one of the great joys of it. Um, that... that Jesus promises, come to me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That, that he, he sends this invitation out not just to the wise, but even to the fools. 
that, that he, he makes this, this gift available for all. And, and this is where we kind of find ourselves inside of Christianity. As we said, Jesus said, come get rest. And so we go looking for him and the bridegroom is delayed. And, and we, we don't know where to necessarily find this rest that he keeps promising. And so we, we sort of feel like church is this. It's just sort of sitting around waiting for God to finally show up. And we'll sort of try and um, remind ourselves that he actually loves us in his absence, uh, because that's somehow a mark of his love, uh, until he finally does decide to, to actually show up and help us. And so Christianity is nothing more than giving each other pep talks until God finally decides to actually do his job. Um, it, it, it's, it's a really depressing chronicle that, that plays itself out over and over again. Uh, but there's supposed to be a joy here in that everybody falls asleep. That, that even the people who get in fall asleep. That, that the distinction between the wise and the foolish isn't in that somehow you're able to sort of like maintain a positive attitude all the way until midnight, until judgment day, until you die. It's that you fall asleep and Jesus still comes. Yeah. Yeah. They're all the same. I mean, up until this point, you you couldn't have deciphered the difference between these two virgins, right? No. Uh, because they all have the same invitation in hand. They uh, all have the same lamp. They all trim it at the same time. They all fall asleep. And then at midnight, the cry comes out, Hey, the bridegroom, you finally made it. Google Maps got him here. And uh, <laughs> Google Maps is the worst map. There is. Really? What do you use? Do you use Apple Maps? Apple Maps. I don't know what I use. I just just, don't get lost. I I use a piece of paper. MapQuest. That's got got, uh, lines on it that I could fold in my back pocket. Did you you ever print out MapQuests? Yeah, that was the best. Drive 0.9 miles. You had five different pages. Yeah. (laughs) Those Those were dangerous. Especially when you're going alone because you're trying to read every single thing. Yeah. No, you need a navigator for that, yeah. Yeah, you do. Um, okay, so the bridegroom. <laughs> I feel like you uh, did the, that to yourself. The bride did. The bridegroom's coming. The bridegroom's coming, right, everybody? Oh, wake up. That's, yeah, let's wake up. Um, and everybody knows what happens, right? They, uh, they try and trim their lamps again, or they do. Uh, but five don't have enough oil. And this is where, this is weird. This is another one of the weird things, right? See, it's all weird. That we want, we want to try and figure something out. Because we've got the, the five wise virgins, and what do they do? They have brought along an extra gallon of oil. Now, what was the last wedding feast that you went to uh, where you brought along uh, a flashlight to get home? And an extra 10 C batteries, just in case you needed them. <laughs> last, last week, obviously. <laughs> I, this is the dumbest thing. Okay, right? so you can, you can play it up that way. But like you could also say, so I mean, how many of you actually go places without a phone charger? Like if you actually expect to spend some, some real time there. No, I, I don't know, because if... And I, I'm probably going to get people yelling at me and say I've got this wrong. But my whole conjecture, conjecture, that's not a word, is no. it? Yeah, it's a my word, con- but it's not the right one. My conjecture, my, what am I doing here? What word am I trying to use? Uh, I don't my know. whole point is <laughs> that's that. That's basically the same. <laughs> <laughs> my whole point 
that I'm going to get to <laughs> is that the oil doesn't matter. I got to agree with you. So, okay. So if the oil doesn't matter, then let's not, uh, let's not try and make some arguments uh, or defenses for the five uh, wise virgins being wise because they brought a bunch of extra oil. If the, if the oil doesn't matter, then they shouldn't be considered wise because they brought an extra gallon of oil. But that's just it. I, I mean, in all of it, we, we started with trying to work our way backwards from the parable to figure out what's what, and, and we missed the point in the same way that the parable is warning us not to do. Don't take your eyes off Jesus. Wait for the bridegroom. That's the whole point of the parable. Did I just steal your thunder? Thanks, guys. It's been good. What's the matter? It's been, it's been fun. Harrison just ruined it, so. Sorry. There you go. I'll, I'll, just I'll take edit it. that out. I, 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 see, I, I asked, how can I not steal your thunder? And you're like, I don't even know. I didn't prepare at all for this. But we all know that it's about the bridegroom. Why 14 minutes in are you saying, it's Jesus, it's the bridegroom, guys. Don't look for anything but him. I'm sorry. I feel like that that's a, a model that we've demonstrated every episode thus far. Uh, no, no. Let's keep this going. Okay. This is just this is a giant tire fire. <laughs> I thought I was gonna learn a new word about muffins right there. It's a giant turd muffin. That's what it is. Okay, so so I'm sorry, let let's back up and you, you do the you do the dramatic reveal. Ah, oh, okay. I don't even know where we stopped. How did okay. Because, no, I was leading in with the, uh, with the oil, and the oil doesn't matter. Right. Okay. But that's what we want to focus on, right? We all want to focus on the oil is the thing that's the most important thing. Because the wise virgins uh, foolishly bring an extra gallon of oil. And then the foolish virgins don't have enough because, for some reason, they should have been prepared for the uh, bridegroom to show up hours later than he which should have, right? So mm -hmm. they're foolish because they're not ready for that. And then they're also foolish because they have to run out and get some uh, oil at the marketplace. But let's even stop there for a second because I want to question the motives, perhaps, if, if it's all about them being wise and it's wise because what they've done and what they've brought and all of this sort of stuff, it would seem to me like the five... Uh, Wise virgins are jerks, right? Because they didn't share. Why aren't they sharing? They said there there won't be enough for both of us. That's a that's a crock. I mean, I get it. Jesus said so. Maybe it's true. But it's in the red letters. Like, what more do you want? <laughs> no, but my point is this, right? Because it's midnight. They're, they're sleeping at the, the front door. Mm -hmm. They hear a cry go out, say, hey, the bridegroom's coming. So are you telling me that the extra oil that they brought was just enough for the next five minutes and they don't have a drop to spare? I think that's silly. Right? It's not like, hey, guys, wake up. The bridegroom might show up soon and they have to be ready for another two hours. It's the bridegroom's here. Hey, let's go. The bridegroom's here. Right? Mm -hmm. And so they, they keep the oil 
for themselves. It seems to be a jerky thing to do, an unchristian thing to do. Perhaps they should share, right? And I've heard this too, where the oil is faith, right? And you can't and share your just, faith with somebody this else. This just proves that you can't share your faith. Now go out there and witness by sharing your, your faith with somebody <laughs> but, but you can't. But do it. But you can't. The but law makes it. sinners of us all. <laughs> so, I mean, call yeah. it that, though. Uh, because if you want to make this in your preparation uh, and, you know, what you brought to stand before the Lord and, and whether or not that's enough, you sort of actually have to recognize that a lot of the people doing some of the, the, the nicest things, a lot of people giving to charity have nothing to do with Jesus. Uh, that, that you don't actually need to be Christian to be kind towards your neighbor. And in fact, one of the great problems that most people have with Christianity isn't even the miracles in a day that's so steeped in secularism. It's, it's that there's jerks in the church, Pastor. There, there's other sinners here. What do you mean he's going to forgive them too? The, the, the other, see, uh, just a quick aside, because I, I think you're taking us down one, which is fine because we like those. Um, the other sinners are always the worst sinners. Mm. Right? Yeah. I can't stand the other sinners. They're the foolish ones. I'm sure of it. They, 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 I'm going to work backwards yes. from that point until I'm sure that they're in hell and I'm sure that I'm in heaven. And that's how uh-huh. I do parables. Also, yeah. I forgot Jesus. <laughs> oh, no. But in today's day and age, uh, especially the last, what, three months with corona and protests and everything else. And I'm mm. not getting down that, that road. But... Uh, I know that I personally have have uh, uh, suffered with um, looking at other people's sins and almost there, reveling in them and wanting to be able to point out everybody else's sins uh, over and above my own. They're 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 easier because I mean they can't condemn us. Me, they can't condemn. Yeah, I like condemning my neighbor. Mm. Yeah, it's fun. All right, go get your own oil. Yep, go into the marketplace, which you alluded to this, Pastor Harrison. That's silly. Good, man. It's it's Jerusalem, AD 27. There's no 7-Eleven that's open 24-7. There's no Walmart, right? But go find it. Okay, so they go, right? Uh, and maybe foolishly, they do go. I, well, I think, obviously, foolishly, they go to go and find this oil because uh, to them, what is important is the oil. They have to have oil so that they have their lamps trimmed. And this is where I think we have to get, right? Because all all that I've rambled through in the last 20 minutes has just been a retelling of this parable uh, in the in the rational way that it lays out for us. My thing is, I don't think that the 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 wise virgins are wise because of their lamps or their oil. And I don't think that the foolish virgins are wise because of their Lack foolish. of oil. Yeah, whatever I said. Foolish virgins are foolish uh, because of their lack of oil. Um, they both have invitations, and I've said this before. They both had lamps. They both had oil. They both fell asleep. They both woke up at the same point in time, and somebody said to them all, uh, Hey, here comes the bridegroom. He's right there. He's right there. Be ready. Can we talk about that weird part, though? Where, I, I mean... The foolish virgins were invited to the feast where um, they, they, they were told the bridegroom was coming and they knew who the bridegroom was. And then when the doors are locked, the bridegroom says that he never knew them. That's weird, right? 
Uh, yeah. No, we're going to get there. Okay, cool. We're going to get there at the end. But yes, because you do kind of sit there and you say, wait a minute, how, how is this? How did they not know? Because, Or how does the bridegroom not know them? Because obviously they got the invitation, mm. right? They got the they got the Evite with the little uh, 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 party favor that made the sound, what, right? What, what was it like? One more time. Thanks. <laughs> so they got those Evites. Uh, everybody got the same thing. Um, but w- I think what what makes them foolish is they are under the uh, they are under the assumption that it is the oil and the fire on their lamp that's what's important. That's what's going to get them into this wedding feast when you look at the five wise virgins what gets them into the wedding feast it's not the invitation right because they showed up at at 5 15 for the dinner to start and nobody let them in uh it wasn't the fact that they had a a lamp or oil because they trimmed that at 10 o'clock along with the foolish virgins and that didn't get them in either it wasn't the fact I'm going to say that they had the lamps burning at midnight because their lamps had gone out earlier. So if you want to make the argument of, oh, the lamps were never going out and the fire's the important thing and there's faith, that there was a two-hour time period where they were sleeping and the lamps were out, that they weren't prepared, that they weren't quote-unquote ready, right? Hmm. So my whole uh, contention, that was the word I was looking for, my whole contention, there we go. You mean point. Point. My whole point, my whole contention is what gets them into the wedding feast? Now you now you can answer. Jesus? Jesus. <laughs> the bridegroom is the one that gets them into the wedding feast, right? The bridegroom is the ticket into the wedding feast. It's not the invitation. Everybody's invited. It's not the lamp. It's not the oil. Everybody has that. It's Jesus. And so what I say is, and I think I'm right. Is, I always think I'm right. It's way harder to live life without that, without that assumption. <laughs> is that the, the five uh, wise virgins are wise because they know that their ticket into the wedding feast is Jesus. So why do they so tell the, the foolish virgins to go get oil well it seems to me that the foolish virgins don't believe that their ticket into the wedding feast is the bridegroom ah so there if you really think that's going to save you go try it let me know how it works it seems to me like like it is the the foolish virgins are foolish because they already have in their minds that their ticket into the wedding feast is something other than the bridegroom that they have to do something, that they have to be prepared in such a way, that they have to have their lamp burning. Otherwise, the the bridegroom wouldn't let them in. And this is the silliest, dumbest thing in the world, too, because just think of the actual situation at hand, right? Just actually try and think of, you got this big, uh, this big party going on, this big giant house at the front door, it's locked, and you got 10 virgins huddled there. And the bridegroom finally comes at midnight, two hours, three hours, four hours later than he was supposed to show up. And you got five of those virgins who are sitting there with with lamps. And then the other five virgins are sitting there going, oh, we didn't bring enough oil. And you think the bridegroom's going to be like, oh, 
Hmm, you don't get to come in. Sorry. I don't think that's the case. Right, it's, it's actually the opposite by the look of things. I mean, so when the uh, the foolish virgins return, uh, it, it's not that they had never heard of Jesus. They're not stepped, they're not, they're not, excuse me, locked out of the, the wedding feast because they, they had just never heard uh, of Jesus. These are the ones who actually expected to get in. It's just they were they were banking on something that couldn't possibly do it. They were expecting to get in from something other than the bridegroom. Right. They thought that that was their ticket in. And so notice the words, right? Notice the words that are there. Uh, the bridegroom answers the door and they say, hey, let us in. Again, I, I correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think the parable lets us know if they got, if they ever found that oil. It doesn't. And if their lamps are burning, right? And it doesn't. And because it doesn't, I think that's that's why I I think and I believe that the oil has doesn't matter at all. That the oil is is just a red herring. If we chase that, we're going to get someplace wrong, right? Instead, uh, they show up. Maybe they have oil. Maybe they don't. Maybe their lamps are burning. Maybe they aren't. It doesn't matter because it didn't matter in the first place. They knock on the door. They say, bridegroom, let us in. And the bridegroom says what? Uh, truly, truly, I say to you, I do not know you. I do not know you. Now, notice what he did, what he did not say. He didn't say, uh, I never invited you. He didn't say, uh, um, I never called you to myself. He didn't say, uh, I didn't want you to be here. Right? He invited everybody it seems, to this party. Not just the cool kids, right? Right. But he, 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 he uh, invited the ugly ones, not the prom queens. He invited the nerds, not just the jocks. Why like, are you talking every... about me over and over? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're invited too, Aww. Harrison. <laughs> you're really making me feel so much better as you describe it. <laughs> he invited every. So these are the words that he said. He says, truly, I say to you, I never knew you. And I think he says, I never knew you because, because they never had any intention to know him. Hmm. And they couldn't care less. They, they just want to go into the party. They don't care that it's the bridegroom's party. It, the, what's important is to them is the party. And what's important to them is what's going to get them into the party. What they think is going to get them into the party is something other than the bridegroom. The bridegroom to them is a complete throwaway. Who cares? Who cares? Hmm. I like that. So it, it, instead of uh, focusing on waiting for the bridegroom, which is the whole point, they focus on the oil. A, a, and the the opposite is true. That that in focusing on the bridegroom, the oil is in what? The oil doesn't matter. No, the oil doesn't matter. I I, I it. I, I've said it before, said it again, like 18 times during this podcast. Uh, the oil doesn't matter at all. The oil doesn't get them in. If the oil was what got them in, they would have gotten in as soon as they showed up. Because everybody had oil. That would they would have been in. Oh, they would. It's not what gets them in. What gets them in is the bridegroom. What gets them in is Jesus. And isn't that how it should be? I mean, that's what fits with the rest of the scriptures. It would save us from having to toss out the whole Bible so that I can prepare myself for the kingdom of God. But <laughs> then I would have but, to say oh. that he actually wanted the fools there. 
He he didn't he try and them. lead them out so they wouldn't come. They all got invitations. Aww. Of course he wanted them there. Yeah. yeah. No, I I think you're exactly right. He wanted them there. Uh, let's let's think of the context of of when this the this parable is being spoken of. Right. This is Holy Week. Hmm. This is uh, this is pride. You have to kind of make a guess, but this is, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of Holy Week type things. So this is, according to Matthew, this is the third uh, to last parable that Jesus tells. Next time we're going to talk about the parable of the uh, of the talents. Uh, it's the second parable, last parable that Jesus tells. Uh, so the second last parable being about stewardship. And then the last parable is, no joke, no no laughing about that one? Okay. Uh, and then the last parable is uh, there. You go. Yeah. There's my laugh track from last season. We uh, we haven't earned it. <laughs> and then and then the last parable is the uh, the final judgment, right? The sheep and the goats. But I bring this up because this is this is Holy Week. Jesus is about to go to the cross uh, to fulfill the whole purpose of his earthly life. Thirty three years have built up to this, right? In Four days, he's going to be dead on a cross. And he's going to the cross so that we might be justified, so that his blood might justify us and we might be forgiven of our sins, right? Mm -hmm. He's going to the cross so that he can be our ticket into the party. Of course, he's going to tell a parable about that very thing. He's going to tell a parable about the bridegroom being the ticket into the party. Not the invitation. Not the lamp, not the oil, him, the bridegroom. Because the disciples are going to see their bridegroom dead on a cross. And that is what gets them in to the party. Actually, not all the disciples, just John. All the rest of them are too scared. What a bunch of babies. I guess that's why he was the disciple who Jesus loved. I would have been there. I wouldn't have been hiding out of fear of my life. You sinner, yeah, you woulda. No, 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 are you kidding me? I, I, my faith is so strong, I wouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I would have, I, no, at the crucifixion, Harrison, I mm-hmm. would have had an extra gallon of faith just ready to pour into my lamp. <laughs> I would have been ready. Don't you worry about me. It's, it's all you other sinners that need to go to... <laughs> Jesus Walmart to buy more oil to be more like go get, go get your own oil. Uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like we're getting farther from it at the end here. No, that's not okay. <laughs> All right, I've been saying a lot. I've been talking a lot. It's your um, it's your episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got anything to add? Did I was I heretical? I mean, no more than usually. Prob- uh, probably. I, it, it's the cross, though, that, that you kind of left off on, the one that you were so sure that you would uh, have basically told Jesus to climb down from, not so that he could save himself, but so that, you know, you could go up there for him so that he wouldn't have to do that awful thing for all the world. Um, really, though, he, he didn't invite the worthy to the feast. He, he didn't take flesh for the righteous. Our Lord died for fools, for sinners, for those who need help. Uh, as we close the parable, it's just watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. And in all of it, Jesus doesn't say, prepare, therefore. 
He, he doesn't say stay awake even in this particular parable. Uh, again, everybody fell asleep. Even the wise fell asleep. It, it's simply be near Jesus. Because if you're near yeah. Jesus, it doesn't matter when the bridegroom comes. Be where Jesus has promised to save. Be where he has promised to forgive. Be where he has promised to actually grant that rest. And we kind of joked at the beginning of the parable that the church is sort of the place where we all gather expecting to find Jesus giving rest but don't find him. And then we just sort of try and pep talk each other into staying awake. No, the church is the place where we gather to fall asleep in Christ. That on the last day we would wake up. The church is the place where we gather receiving God's gifts that we would receive Sabbath rest so that um, we don't have to try and outlast uh, the devil, the world, and our own sinful flesh. We can simply camp out where Jesus has promised to save it and then say, Lord, come quickly. Uh, but if I were to fall asleep first, I know that it's not death, for I have been united with you on that cross in my death. I already died to sin, and I live in righteousness. I am united with you in your resurrection. We call it baptism in these parts, and it's membership to the church. Uh, the church is the place given for you to fall asleep in Christ so that, well, no matter whether or not you know the day or the hour, you can know you're going to wake up. You can know the Lord. You can know the victory. And, and those things are absolute, even if you don't know the day or the hour. And even if you don't happen to be quite as uh, pious as uh, Litau here, who is, is certainly um, the disciple who Jesus loved, Durr. I mean, take a side, John. We kind of got the new guy here. I don't know. What do you think? What's that? You weren't listening. Oh, uh, I don't know. I was... Uh... <laughs> Was setting up dinner plans. Sorry. Ah, that's okay. Yeah, I was. I was uh, saying really nice things about you. <laughs> no, you nailed it. No, I love. I love the baptism part, um, and I love the the dying, uh, dying where that's Christ the best is part. Promised oh, to be. Okay, yeah. Right. Yeah. No, the dying where where Christ is promised to be, and and being there. Right. Where where did where does the bridegroom promise to be in this parable? He promises to show up at the door. Now, that's going to be uh, uh, at 5 o'clock when I expected him to, or that's going to be at midnight. It doesn't matter. Just be at the door right there. Why? Because that's Jesus. Jesus is promised to be there. Well, for us, as we're sitting here in this veil of tears, uh, where, do we, where do we look for the bridegroom? Because the bridegroom's the only one getting us into the party. I'm not going to look anywhere else. I'm not going to go out into the marketplace to try and find some Jesus. Will be where he's promised, word and sacrament, in his church. Mm. And if I get so tired and old, or not even old, just get hit by a car and fall asleep, fine. Yeah. Wake up. Thanks, thanks be to God. I'm going to be called at the end. Hey, wake up. Bridegroom's coming. Thanks be to God. Good. He'll get me into the, into the party. To do the mashed potato. <laughs> On that note... <laughs> we out. I got nothing else. Nah. <laughs>
Suck it in, suck it in, suck it in if you're into Tanner and Berlin. Make a desperate move or else you win. And then begin to see what you're doing to me. This MTV is not for free. It's OPC's killing me. So desperately I sing to the other love. Sure, but also rage and hate and pain and fear itself. And I can't keep these feelings on the shelf. I've tried. Well, no, in fact, I've lied. Could be financial suicide. But I got too much pride inside to hide or slide. All do is all decide and let it ride till I've died. And then we enjoy by this tide of catchy little tunes. Of hip ditties. I wanna bust all your balloons. I wanna burn all of your cities to the ground. I found I will not mess around unless I play. And hey, I will go on all day. And when I say I have a prayer to pray, that's really all this was. When I'm feeling stuck, I need a buck. I don't rely on luck because the hook brings you back. I ain't telling you no lie. The hook on that you can't rely on.